Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dan Orlovsky is coming up at 9.15. I already know we're not going to have enough time based upon the commercial break for our <laughs> next guest sitting down. This is going to be RJ's favorite interview of the week, football analytic oh, talk. Baby. Uh, we have Thomas Dimitrov, the former GM of the Atlanta Falcons, and Eric Egar. Eager? Eager. Yep. We got him, DJ? Let's get his mic okay. That uh, Thomas has recruited over from Pro Football Focus. Good morning, guys. Thank you for joining us. Well, Eric's like my free agent acquisition, right? <laughs> Bringing him over, he was a stud at PFF, and that's such an important part of making sure you have the right people. And I have a lot of really smart people around me. I'm learning every day. The analytical battle. When did you embrace it? What do you take from it the most? What do you kind of keep off to the side? How much do teams actually use all this? So it's being used. It's, it's being basically underutilized. And that's, that's one of the reasons I decided to get into a business like this because I knew all along this was not an exact business. You could get 32 GMs around here right now with their hand up saying, I'm on the edge of my seat saying, this is not exact. And, and we need more help and, and make it more exact, make it more mathematically sound and, and your decisions more sound. So uh, when we start pitching these teams – it's really important for me to go in as a former GM and not, not just a data scientist who will say, all, you know, have an idea. I can go in there with the assurance that I know how it is. We don't want to force feed. If you ramrod data analysis and third party into a GM or a head coach, you have no chance in this league. Mm -hmm. There's an evolutionary process, really, really important. Do you think it's, it's more advanced in like in-game or like in team building? So it's, it's right now, it's in-game, but what we're doing at Sumer Sports, we are solely focused on the team-building side. We have basically 30 uh, data scientists and engineers. There is no team that has probably more than one-fifth one of, one of that. Yeah, yeah. So no team is putting in the resources that we have that we could go in and say, we're your third party, and we can provide you with unbelievable information, and then you apply it as well 
to your team? Well, not only that, but most teams, they apply their analytics to in-game stuff, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. uh, most of the team, you know, Baltimore has a coach who has, you know, an analytical background. Uh, Cincinnati uh, mm -hmm. does as well. Uh, Philadelphia, you know, there aren't that many teams. You can think of maybe Cleveland, Baltimore, uh, Philadelphia, who's in the Super Bowl this week, who actually, like, sort of pin down surplus value of draft picks, surplus value of free agents. And, and so what we're trying to do is, A, do that better, right? Do that better than anybody else in the NFL, but also be able to do it for every NFL team if you want it using their information their grades things like that where as opposed to you know just going in and telling them hey this is how good all of your players are we're, we're trying to come in and say given you think your players are all this good let's what's the best roster that you can construct out of those players and all, all right, available players chop I want you to give these guys your roster lessons <laughs> that you've taken from <laughs> analytics and let's see how many let's see if this let's see if they get approved how many right. how many Thomas Dimitrov approves okay uh Quarterback's the only thing I care about. It's the only thing you care about? The only thing I okay. care about. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm big on positional value. I mean, I assume that's like kind of like what, What's your order, though? Like, give me your it's order. Oh. I love this. Uh, quarterback, uh, wide receiver corner, um, left tackle, edge. I like that. You're, so you, you're so, you, so you read you read the coverage versus pass rush article that we wrote back in the day. <laughs> I basically read them all. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he yeah. wants he wants to eliminate the running back position from the field. <laughs> he just wants that gone. I, like I, I guess I, for me, I'm like I think your edge is low. I think your edge is too low. So I, I think, think I think what's low. interesting is, and this is something that evolved in my understanding is, I think pat, coverage units are more important than pass rush units. But the problem is, is coverage is like weak link, right? So like it's yeah. your fourth best defensive back is more valuable than your fourth best you know, pass rusher. But I think your first most important pass rusher is more valuable than your first corner. Sure. It's sort of this really weird. And this is stuff that we're coding into our, our systems here at Sumer because it, the, the game is really nonlinear like that. Which is easier to scheme up if you're deficient, pass rush or coverage? Uh, uh, I would say if you're deficient, it's got to be it's got to be. It's got to be coverage. Yeah. I, look, I'm a big believer. We missed. I mean, hands up. We'll talk to Dan Quinn about this. Vic Beasley, we thought he was a guy. We missed on two of our pass rushers. You guys now have a guy who's outrageously talented on your defense here that Dan's salivating. Every time I talk to him on the phone, he can't speak more highly of, of a Parsons. I'm just – that pass rush thing to me, it just continues to just be a bumper for me because you make a lot of mistakes in the NFL. You think you make mistakes on quarterbacks? You make a ton of mistakes – on pass rushers, unfortunately. Why are other teams not hiring Dan Quinn as their next head coach? Well, I think Dan Quinn has an unbelievable amount of talent as a coach. I think he's very passionate. I think it comes down to, quite honestly, an ownership group being looking for a certain type of a coach. I think it's more Dan saying, I don't really know if I want to go to one of these organizations that has an ownership group the way that it is. Let me just tell you this. You guys had Bill Parcells, of course, many, many years, and Bill had been public about it. The longer you're in it as a head coach, the, the smaller your, your group is that you want to deal with, and it becomes a handful. The owners don't want to hear that, right? The owners yeah. are like, wait a minute, who, who are you to judge us? As a, as a team builder, you need to have the right situation to be you know, a survivor. You, you love Dan Quinn? Love Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn should be a head coach in this league. Dan Quinn, and, and anytime someone wants to throw a dart at Dan that he should have done this or this during his years, he is a really, really thoughtful and, and aware person, and he's a very passionate person. So he's taken what needs to be learned over those years, and I think, I think he's the guy. Honestly, I wish, I wish he would have been with, with George Payton over at, at Denver. I thought that would have been a really good fit for him. Do teams just blanketly favor offensive coaches now? In my opinion, the more that I talk to them, yes, they have this idea. 
But, but then when they really dig in, if you talk to a GM like myself, you, you can make massive mistakes on bringing in the offensive coordinator. We saw what happened in Denver. Everyone's thinking that guy's going to bring us home. And it really comes down to we're, we have a process on our, in our grading. I want to throw this over to Eric. We're, we're, we also are looking at how we're going to be grading and analyzing coaches. And the coaching situation is you can talk about all of these grades. If you don't have a bang-up leader, and every one of these GMs in our focus group are saying, we need a leader at the front of this, we need a communicator, and then we'll continue to work on some of these objective measures. Well, it's so, it's so hard because you're often – hired for a job because of a different job you did right and so you might not be suited for that and oftentimes what happens is these guys try to they try to say look I'm still brilliant as a as a play caller that's why I'm here but then they have to also incorporate the in-game stuff mm-hmm. and and all that McCarthy's going back to calling plays after sure. a few years mm-hmm. uh, frankly I thought McCarthy did a great job with fourth down decisions you know that kind of stuff over the past few years but a lot of these young guys who are offensive coaches they come in and they say I want to call plays and be a head coach and sometimes that's too much for guys to hack uh, Thomas Dimitrov, Eric Eager, uh, joining us here on 105 through the fan. All right, I always they, they always ask this question. I don't have the answer to it. When someone asks, analytics doesn't take into account X, how do you answer that? We're working on it because it doesn't take into discipline and passion for the game, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. It is something that if you look around the same thing, take those 32 GMs and you ask them, they will say to you categorically, we did not miss on the player, we missed on the person. Think about that mm-hmm. because we're, we can – you get 20 people on coaching side and 20 people on the scouting side and a guy's right foot is splayed out. We all see that. It's not but, – but we don't necessarily determine whether Vic Beasley had the passion that we really thought he needed to carry it through a career. That's complicated, and we're working on it. So, sorry, guys. My headset's been on and off, so I don't know if you <laughs> asked something. Working out, <laughs> we're, working out Dan Orlovsky and Brian Billick. Uh, so – our, the biggest problem we see in NFL coaching today is, I think you may have touched on a little bit, the mismanagement of clock. Mm. Final two minutes. Romo talks about this stuff a lot, but uh, Jerry Jones is on with us every Tuesday, and we're like, okay, why did you guys mismanage the clock? You didn't have timeouts and this and that. And he goes, well, his basic answer is everyone's bad at it. <laughs> and that's and, and that's how it looks. Yeah. Are you? What's your answer to that, or how are you guys addressing that as well? It's hundred percent. I mean, I think you know, here's like Andy my- Reid, right? We're sitting here. Andy Reid's biggest criticism is the clock. Sean Payton just got eighteen a year. The clock, yeah. right? Uh, Matt Lafleur, Aaron Rodgers. You know these these decisions yeah. that decide games, but there seems to be a stubbornness not to do it a different way. Yeah, but think about how coaches watch film. They they watch film cut up differently than we watch games, right? Like, we've all watched, you know, as, as fans and media members, we've all watched more games from A to Z than most of these coaches. They watch film. They're like, here's all the inside zone runs. Here's all the outside zone runs. When they watch, they watch way more football than we do, but they don't watch it sequentially the way that we do. And so guys like us who have, like, watched the flow of the game, like, okay, that should be a timeout. That should be a, a spike. That shouldn't be a spike. And they, we're, we're, we have so many more mental reps in many ways because, you know, these coaches, and Thomas can attest to this, everybody inside of an NFL building has way too much to do, right? So, the, the, you know, they do, you know, and I know Dan did some of that when you guys were in Atlanta. Like they do go through these things, but it's just repetitions. You only get 17 tries a season. You know, four or five of those games aren't close. So you're really only a, a dozen games a year where you're actually doing it. And when you watch film, you are watching film in not the order that a game actually goes. Interesting. Well, look, I look, I, I look back to 16 Super Bowl. You guys are probably trying to steer clear of it. Have you ever talked to Dan about it? <laughs> no. it's a, he, he's been asked it in press conferences, I think. Look, we, you know, Dan. In in the end, you remember Dan ended up demoting his D coordinator, so he was so focused on 
of course, he was focused on the defense, and he relied on Kyle Shanahan to be the dude mm-hmm. on the offense. And instead of run, 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 you know, of course, it didn't happen. And my point to bring this up is there's a lot on a head coach's mind, and I'm not, I'm not sticking up for the head coach because, believe me, I've sat in that, that suite upstairs near Arthur Blank pulling my freaking hair out, not just with Dan but with Mike Smith. That just happens, right? You're, you, we're looking at it to Eric's point from a different perspective. But this is one thing that analytics can help you do. It can help you get, you can help you get synthetic reps, whether that's like drafting, right? So simulating drafts a million times before you actually get into the room, or simulating end of game situations before you actually get there. What analytics can do, and all these guys, like you know, Thomas is a brilliant evaluator. Dan Quinn's a great coach. It's like, but what we want to be able to do is supercharge your ability through analytics to apply your subject matter expertise. That's what analytics is. It's an efficiency tool to help people who have that harder knowledge to apply it better. All right, we're the Cowboys flagship. Mm-hmm. We have on Jerry and Stephen Jones twice a week. Your experience with the Jones boys in the front office. Now, I don't want you to immediately go, it's great, it's a wonderful experience. <laughs> oh, great guys. Because our, our fans want to hear you say that you felt like you could take advantage of Jerry. Jerry's not really the GM. <laughs> Steven's the money guy. Give us the truth, Thomas Dimitrov. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. No, look, I, I literally only dealt with Steven. I never dealt with, with Jerry, quite honestly. Steven and I had a, had a working enough relationship where we would talk. Didn't deal with the Cowboys that much. You know, here's what's funny. When you're doing trades in the league, there's a win-win element, right? You need to be able to communicate with people, and you, you also deal with the people that you have some relationship with and we i didn't call dallas that much to do deals unfortunately sorry that's all i can that's the (laughs) truth what is your understanding of what their roles are uh my understanding is steven's a guy that we would go to as any of us as management and he would go up to uh to his father and they would talk about it and he would come back and get back to me i never once uh, communicated with with jerry on the phone in my years that was probably because i was a when when i started i was a 40 year old gm and there was a difference there right Mm-hmm. And so I think we're a little closer in age. Can we do a sample trade call? Like yeah. for, 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 for nobody's like us, how does it really sound like let's on the phone? Let's trade Zeke. Okay. Let's, get, let's trade let's Zeke go. right now. Bobby, you be, you be Steven. <laughs> right. that and, and he is, right. he is <laughs> Thomas Dimitro. All right. Hey, hey, Tom, how's it going? Uh, hey, what's hey, up? Hey. Is there a certain, first off, is there a certain time these calls usually take? Like, is there, a, is, there the is there an unwritten rule of don't call past this from GMs? No, it's kind of, it's it's whenever it is. But 10 p.m., 11 p.m.? No, man, it's, it's whenever it is. Okay. Yeah, it's whenever it is. All right, Tom, how about a conditional seventh for Zeke? What do you say? Uh, look, conditional, no way I can do that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> what are we talking about here? You know, no, let's look, look, the funny thing is, is it, it's, there's banter mm-hmm. and there's joking about it. I mean, we're talking about Philly, right? I was talking about Howie Roseman. Yeah. In early years when Howie and I were getting to know each other, he would call me all the time. I want to, I want to, I was about to throw in the F word. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wants a second. I'm like, you can't have a second for everything, he, uh, Howie. That's just not how it goes. I will not do deals with you in the future. He and I ended up doing a lot of, you know, just a lot of work together. We didn't always consummate. Let me just tell you very quickly on this. I know we're talking about trades. My very first trade as a GM, I call up Al Davis, Jerry's buddy, right? Uh-huh. And I say, Al, looking to trade D'Angelo Hall. Got him. We traded, six, you know, it was a second round or whatever. He calls me up two weeks later. I want my GD pick back. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, Al Davis, I'm a, I'm a neophyte general it manager. I'm like, like oh, my God, this is the guy I'm dealing with? He told me he was joking. Well, six, six weeks later, they trade him to, to Washington, right? So it kind of worked out for me, but I can't believe it. I didn't fleece Al Davis, but I thought, whoa, that's a that's How a tough personal one. the things get where you guys 
use your memory. Like they said that the Nets were not going to trade Kyrie Irving to the Lakers. They weren't going to give Kyrie what he wants because they were mad at the player. It that seemed a little personal. How often does that happen? Personal happens a lot. I mean, there's so much. There's so much gamesmanship with the players, with the agent. But but then you also I talked to Eric a lot about this. We can look at the data, and data could say this. But then I am a big believer in what is how it's going to affect your locker room. You guys know that. You guys look like dudes, dudes. I mean, it's important, right? You got to have with it, potato it, chips and cigars well, and hangover yeah. well, cure. I saw tuna. There I, had, tuna. I, had, I haven't eaten yet. I, I'm trying to hold off, so I can't. I can't take it anymore, and I have to eat. All right, give us the top two or three teams that impress you analytically before we let you go, and the bottom three. I, I w- <laughs> the bottom, <laughs> the bottom three. Start, potential Yo, this is yeah, 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 yeah. There ain't no cupcake. There ain't no cupcakes so, over here. So, so, and don't say Dallas if they're in the, the bottom. Truth, the truth is that there aren't a bottom three. Like there's a group of that are all kind of in that bottom cluster. And the difference between baseball and football is in baseball, if you are in the bottom three, you're a decade away from being in the top ten. In football, because of companies like Sumer Sports, if you're in the bottom three, you are a, a year or two away from being in the top ten. So that uh, gives I think every fan base hope. To me, the top team. You're looking at Baltimore, Philadelphia, uh, Cleveland, I think all have really good processes. And when you look at, you know, former folks from those teams have all gone on to do great things. Uh, Buffalo's an honorable mention for me. I think Minnesota's an honorable mention. And Dallas is where in that tier? Top ten. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they have a guy named Tom Robinson who's very, very good, Alok Patili. Actually, we hired Adam Bondahar onto our company as a former analyst. Who's the lowest? Who's the lowest? Yeah, who, oh. yeah, Thank Adam, you, Thomas. Who's lowest? Stop I, being soft, Derek. I didn't even know Adam left. <laughs> who's prehistoric? <laughs> <laughs> who's prehistoric? Uh, Thomas, do I, can I plead the fifth? I don't no, want to. I don't no, want to lose. no. Well, you have to just I, say I would say. I mean, I would say a team like Tennessee doesn't have an analyst that, that does. So, like, if they don't have somebody even doing it, then maybe by definition they're the bottom and, and maybe that's. That's not editorialized at all. But those guys, those guys are there. They want to be educated. That's yeah. my point. Uh-huh. But don't, but don't ramrod it. Right. If you come in acting like we're going to save the day, right. John Robinson got fired seven and five. That, by the way, outrages me. But, but I think he probably wasn't thinking on the front end like Mike Vrabel might might have wanted. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? You guys are incredible. Thanks, uh, if you want to come back any day this week, go ahead and do so and uh, hit us up when we're back in Dallas. And good luck. It's Su- Sumer. Sumer Sports. Yep. 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 All right, exactly. there it is. Thank you, fellas. Thank you. Enjoy Thank you. the John, Super Bowl. Appreciate it. RJ, appreciate it. Dan Orlovsky, the oh, sit-down, next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Peyton, this isn't hype music. Oh, yeah. Let's get you hype. You think... Uh, is this Star Wars? Hey, hang on. The, the Imperial uh, March. Imperial March. <laughs> <laughs> the, evil, the evil empire? You gotta give me a second. All right. The boss has just texted. Fan cam has increased and continues to go up. People want to see this. This is supposed to be the Dan Orlovsky sit-down, originally scheduled for, what time is it back home? 9.15. We're now at 9.25. Yeah. We're told Dan is in the building. This is not going to help us, you know, kind of mend things when you show up late to an yeah, interview. Yeah. But the Dan Orlovsky sit-down is supposedly about to happen. Are you looking to mend? You know, I'm going to see where it goes. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think he's going to be confrontational. If he's confrontational, we can have a war. If he's nice and explains himself in a nice way, I'm I I, I can look to men. I'm gonna be honest, I've got the toots of nervousness right now. Okay, hundred percent chance. I am I am a little bit nervous here. He's not gonna come in aggressive. No, I'm not nervous about Dan. He's talking about his bathroom situation. Oh, I'm nervous about Robert. Oh, you are nervous about me. You haven't been nervous all you week. You just said you were the mediator that you were gonna. I, I am. Gonna you, stop you told from, me all week you weren't nervous that I was that you didn't buy into any of this. I don't buy into it, but as we get closer to it, you know, there, you, there is a non-zero chance here. What a kick in the stones this is gonna be if he doesn't show. It'll make us look decent. I mean, he's not showing. Bobby, you're the one shaking uncontrollably. Is this. that out of nerves <laughs> or uh, how are you feeling right now? I feel fine. We'll see how it goes. I don't know how. I, I genuinely don't know how this is going to break out. I think the only way to start this, because I don't know which way to approach it either, is what's up and see where he goes. Are we going left? Are we going right? Are we going straight? Are we going backwards? Should we get Should we get right into it though? Because you want me to mediate right away, or should we wait? I I don't know if if I get. I mean, if I'm getting to a point where. Like, what's the deal? Like, like if I if I'm if I'm upset enough, and Tim is standing here staring daggers at me, I may just need to be quiet right, <laughs> for a little bit. Right. So I don't know that you should lead off with a mediation because I may not be able to say anything right then. Dan Orlovsky is getting ready to sit down in the A number one air hot seat, the heating, electric, and plumbing pros. You know what's going to happen? He gonna lead off with KMC. He's gonna be late. Oh, he's gonna no. be late. We're gonna miss it. We're just gonna have to. We're gonna have to sit in for it. We're gonna have to take over That's that fine. interview. We do it, and that'll count as our time on KMC this week. It will, absolutely <laughs> will. Uh, so, okay, we're waiting. So, who, who, which radio station is to blame for him being late? That's what I want to know. It's or, nobody. It's it's. Are we his first one out of the gate? I don't know. I think he was came, coming from the Dan Patrick show, which uh, is not here. Oh, yeah, I blame Dan. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about this Michael Irvin thing. Michael Irvin joined us at 8.40, regularly scheduled time. We're like, Mike, what's up? He's like, I'm in hiding. And he proceeds to tell us, Mike thought that a bunch of different articles had put out a story about him in his hotel lobby. Yeah, they did. At first he said he was in the hospital. Then he said, I'm in a hotel. That he had to move hotels because of a... An incident incident with a female interaction in a hotel lobby. He was talking about cameras 
he was talking about, I mean, that was weird and random. He thought we knew about it. Yeah. He thought this was public. Very, very odd. Um, kept, he, he, he had said the word hospital before hotel. Uh, it, it, it just it made you know kind of the, the ears perk up. Like, what? What are you saying there? I, I don't know what happened or what's going on. There's nothing he on sounded, social media. He sounded worried. Dude, I searched Twitter. I searched Facebook. I searched Google, like, using specific keywords for last 24 hours, like, everything. Nothing was popping up. So I don't know what he thought was out there. Like, is he going to be on NFL Network this week? Is he all right? Is someone investigating something? That was really, really yeah, weird. It was very odd. I, I, I hope he's okay. Sounds it. I mean, he thought it was enough of an issue that he said, that's why I wanted to come on, was to, like, address it. Right. It's like, it's like to come on and clear things up. And it's like, okay. But a couple of the Tolos noticing and being like, did Mike just rat himself out for something? What is going there on? This is. feels like breaking news. <sighs> is Rolowski here? He's back there with Tim. All right. Sure. Well, if, if Tim isn't rushing over with him, that's not good. Oh, he just, he, walked, he just off. walked off. Uh-oh. Oh, Timothy. What? Bobby, you know what this may call for? Maybe the most epic moment uh, in Sean and RJ oh, morning the show. the wireless. The Bobby, wireless. Bobby wireless. No. Go run him down. Go get him. Go get him. The, the wireless get. possibly. Tim looks nervous. Tim looks worried. That's just Tim's disposition. He we, had, a, we may have he had to, a bad burger yesterday. Maybe we should set up the wireless uh -oh. and all of us walk uh -oh. over and be like, you can't run. Oh, no, Tim's got his power walk going. Then you cannot uh, run. Tim's kind of bow-legged. Tim, uh, he's looking ticked uh -oh. off right now. Tim, you should hop on this headset and tell us what's going on. Uh, so we're waiting oh, to no. see. Oh, no. We're waiting to see what's. He shook his hand at you. He gave you the, no, no, don't talk to the hand. Yeah, he doesn't want to be put on the mic. Oh, no. He looks fired up. This looks like a scheduling problem right now. What an epic, epic letdown this would be. Man. First, Brian Billick dogs us, and now maybe I, Dan Orlovsky. I think we have a time issue. We have a uh, we have a time zone <laughs> issue going on here. <laughs> Nothing else makes sense. All right, y'all, fill, fill, fill a minute while I figure out what's going on. Talk about Kyrie or something. So, uh, <laughs> Kyrie tonight, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I, I can't wait to watch him, honestly, ISO. That, that's what I'm looking forward to for this evening. Uh, Basky, by the way, he's going to skip out on us on dinner. What do you mean? He is? He's skipping out because he said he just wants to be able to, in solitude, watch Kyrie Irving. But that you – know, I know we're all going to be We're together. all going to be watching it. Yeah, but he's – I don't know. He was just like, ah, probably not. I need to I need to watch the game. I guess he's – I mean, to be honest, like, would you want the first Kyrie game and Mike's intensity maybe, like, ruining dinner? I mean, I don't want Mike ruining dinner from the, over the first game. But the game is at 9 o'clock. Or 8 o'clock our time right here. Damn. Oh, wait, so, it's that late? Yeah, it's 8 o'clock start. 9 oh. o'clock. It's out and you know. I don't know that I'm going to see the end of that game. You'll be okay. I don't know that I'm going to see the end of 10 that game. 10 o'clock, 10, 15. That's be late. Dude. I'm going to have to nap this afternoon. Yeah. And so You can do that. You can make that happen. Um, but, it, look, it's, it's it's an exciting game. It's a good event. Uh, it's You get to see him interact. I would wish Luca was playing. But you get to see something. What do you think, Sean? About what? Anything. <laughs> yes, whatever's on your mind. All right, I got I got good news and bad news, I think. Okay. What do you want first? Uh, whatever uh, makes most chronological sense. Don't make as, me as the ro as the <laughs> think. Don't make me think right as now. As The Rock said in Fast Five, you know I like dessert first. Okay, so the good news. Yeah. The good news is I think we're going to have an unfiltered, 
recorded interview with Dan Orlovsky at 10 o'clock. Like, we're going to go to that table, and we're going to hash it out okay. with the mic. We're not going to be limited on time. We can edit if need be. If things get ugly live, then no one's going to hear it. It's not going to be live. And I guess you can guess what the bad news is. <laughs> that uh, it's not live? That it's, not, that it's uh, not live. That it's not live. So I think we're, we're, we're going to record. Tim is fuming. I think he just screamed at Orlovsky's handler back there because they were running late. Dan came in. He's got to do his little national show thing first. And we got pushed back. Corey Majors, this is a hey. this is a very, very big letdown right now. Actually, uh, am I up right now? Can y'all hear me right now? Yeah, uh, I can hear you. All right, all right. Uh, man, up, what I thought was stuck. crazy was when I walked in, they told me we were getting Tom Billick. Uh, I don't Tom know. Billick? Yeah, remember the old Tom Billick history that we have there, Sean? All right, so here's the story. I don't know. A long time ago, <laughs> Sean texted out that they were having guests today, and then he said for tomorrow he just put Tom Billick. And I was like, who's Tom Billick? And Sean was like, what the hell are you talking about? And I was like, oh, Tom Billick. I can't wait to see him tomorrow. And you were like, we're talking about Bill or Brian Billick. And I was like, oh, Brian has a brother named Tom. This is amazing. And then so the next day, or we were on that night, I started telling everybody, text in tomorrow morning uh, to Sean and be like, can't wait to are, hear Tom Billick you today. You jerks, man. And, <laughs> and you texted <laughs> me in the morning, and you were like, I can't believe you. What is this stuff? You guys are absolute jerks. Now, look. <laughs> As ticked off right now as Tim Collins is, if Dan Orlovsky doesn't do this interview at all at 10 p.m. Oh, a.m. 10 a.m. Yes, you said p.m. Is it, wait, is that Dallas time or here time? Oh, after our show. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like right after. Right. At, right after our show. So that's what's going on. This sucks. This sucks because you make appointments. Tolos take time out of their day. They want to see yep, it. Absolutely. We have the build up. And it, and, it, and it sucks. It's irritating. But maybe this adds fuel to the fire of fighting with him and not making up. Yeah, maybe I don't want to mediate anymore. Right? Maybe, wanna, <laughs> maybe what I want to do now is just egg Bobby on. You're not, you're not going to do anything. <laughs> you're not going to do anything. All right. Uh, let's you're see a scaredy cat. Let's see what happens. Let's crosstalk with the KMC Masterpiece. Maybe there's a slight possibility that Dan Orlovsky sits down in cross or we get him right whoa. after the show. What? I said, whoa. Oh. Oh, I, like that would be awesome if she sat down during cross. Yeah, it'd be even better. I know what's going to happen. It's going to go on a ten o'clock live with y'all. We're going to get screwed, <laughs> and we'll get Tom Billick instead. Yeah. Cross talk with KMC next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It is now time for Crosstalk with the KMC Masterpiece here on DFW Sports Station 105.3. The fans, Sean Shreve, RJ Choppy, and Bobby Belt with the possibility, I'm told, of a live guest here interrupting Crosstalk. So stay tuned for that. Tolo Eric, I apologize. People are saying that they are late for work. They've been waiting in their cars wow. uh, for Dan Orlovsky. Give an excuse. Dan Orlovsky. Blame Dan. <laughs> go. Yeah, everyone, please record your boss when you tell him or her. <laughs> Dan Orlovsky was coming on the fan. And then record them firing you. Uh, Do you need to send out one of those PDFs that excuses <laughs> everyone for being late to work? <laughs> right. We got Mike Bassett, Kevin Hagelin, and Corey Majors. What's coming up on the show? And more importantly, how are you feeling? After the media party, I'm actually feeling pretty good. I only had a few drinks last night, so I didn't I didn't go too hard. Uh, and then tried to take in some of like the the food that was around. Yeah, it was all right. It was, it was uh, all right. It reminded me like Kevin oh. of going. You ever go to the the state fair? Sure. Whenever it's not the state fair, it's just like Irish <laughs> fest or like some ice convention. Or, fest or yeah, something. or something like that. It's just like half I like of it. Irish fest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Irish fest. I've, Is I've there such stuff a thing? there? Yeah, I uh, actually emceed it once. Shouldn't, well. it be, yeah. shouldn't it be next month? Right? Uh, DJ was there actually. I remember yeah. that too. Yeah, it should be. Um, but yeah, so it kind of reminded me of that where there was it spread out food areas and things going on. It was a lot of fun though. I'm feeling good. We got a lot of guests today. Sean uh, K Adams at 11:15. Oh. Jake the Snake Plumber at 11. Oh. Joe Kelly, uh, the pitcher from the Dodgers. Stop it. Coming on with baseball nuggets with Mike Hey, Bassett if you want to hang out, you're now welcome. Now you want to go on KNC like you're supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going to G-back. Uh, Kyle Turley and Jim McMahon at 1 today. And I do believe oh my Lord. we have Sean Merriman at noon. That is correct. Uh, and wow. you know what? I'm being told there's a chance. Old Tom Billick shows up, Kevin. Up. Remember that? I old? heard we might get Dan Arlovsky. That's a good idea. That, that sounds like fun to me. Right? I think I can handle that for you. Did you already beat him down with Tom Billick talk? <laughs> yeah, I've already beaten him down with the Tom Billick talk. He was stuff. so mad. I think he was just like, I'm done talking to you guys for a while. All right, Kevin, guess the amount of times that Bobby Belt has thrown up since last night. Ooh, does everybody know the answer? Because I believe I was informed off of the air the answer. It is a shocking amount. <laughs> I don't know the answer. I did I stuff come either. out every time. Yeah, I kind of regret saying <laughs> oh that now. Uh, that's oh, not. I, t- I took a picture. Yeah. We, oh. we showed everybody because mm. Chop didn't believe me. How many times did you force it? But are you being so last night and this morning combined? Yeah. Oh, sure. So how many times? I thought you said four. So how how many during Ooh, the show? Nine. Four, four during the show. Seven. I'm gonna change it to seven. It was nine. Oh, you feel five times overnight. Five times overnight. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. Seems not. It seems. And he's like out a hundred and thirty dollars. He bet me fifty dollars that nosebleeds would show up at seven twenty this morning. They showed up at like seven forty-five. Loss. So, but still good for them. Thank you guys. And then he tipped twenty dollars a drink. 
because he didn't have change or any ones. So why do you, why do you think I'm out eighty then? Yeah, he, he's out way more than eighty. I said one thirty. No, no, that, yeah, he, with the fifty, he, he tipped way more than eighty. I went last in there night. with two hundred. I thought you ran out. I left with no money. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh my god! He tipped I thought you ran night. out at eighty. No, I feel comfortable saying this right now because I know my wife is not listening no, right because, now. Because he he tried to sun Eric by waving the the twenty dollar. Oh, I remember oh, that? I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, Eric just <laughs> takes the bill and says, "Fine." You want to do? You want to tease me with it? Two hundred dollars. Holy smokes! I felt, and there was one point I put it in the little tip jar, and the guy was turned around and like pouring the drink, and I was like. Ah, do I take it back out? To, and but you can't because they look. Then like you're going to be George Costanza. Exactly. Yeah, it's, don't it's do the that. Question. Yeah, don't do that. Kevin almost got thrown up on yesterday. By I Bobby? Mean, no, not by Bobby. But uh, you could see how that was a fair I, question. That makes a lot of sense okay. based on what we were discussing. I was on the train yesterday. I don't know if you remember, Kevin. Oh, no. I got lost. I know. I'm aware. I got very lost yesterday. I, I walked helped. outside and I turned right instead of turning left. That was a bad decision. Right. Uh, Here's what I, I did. did at CVS. I said, I'm just going to uh, look uh, up and I'm going to follow that wire all the way down to the next stop. Mm-hmm. I followed it down like to where it doesn't go anywhere else after that. <laughs> yes, and I was like, exactly. I've gone too far. So I turned around, got back on the, uh, got, I called Kevin. He's like, it's across the street, idiot. So I get on. I feel like I was nicer than that. But I sure. felt, yeah, no, I think it was me calling myself <laughs> that. I get on, I'm driving, or we're riding back, and this guy is standing there kind of doing the, the circle oh, sway. Dear. And he's looking, I'm like, are you okay, buddy? And he goes, mm. and as soon as we stopped, he turns and just bleh, outside of the, the, the tram. But you're sure it was not Bobby because he would have been. I know what Bobby looks okay. like. That yes. guy and Bobby look different okay. in my mind. Yeah, you were the original Bobby yesterday afternoon. What did I do yesterday? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, you were you, you were the, the burger joint. Oh yeah, went across the street. <laughs> uh, don't go there, by the way. Burger like uh, <laughs> a hockey great. puck on on really? uh, on a br- on a bun. The bun was great, but the burger was terrible. You think you got a bad cook? Uh, maybe it was just that time of day. You know how sometimes during the day, like it's everything's gonna be nice and warm at like noon, but you get around two, three o'clock, it's like you got the second guy coming in here. So maybe that's the situation. It was. It just wasn't my favorite burger. Here he wow. comes. Is Dan Orlovsky He's coming a up? Giant. Uh, someone is te- huge. Someone is telling me Dallas Morning News reported Michael Irvin pulled from NFL Network coverage. When was that? Well, 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 well. Here he is. Well, look at this. He is sitting down with us right now, as the YouTube numbers have spiked on the home of the Cowboys. He is Dan Orlovsky live. How in the flesh. What's up? What's up? You tell us what's up. Not much. Good to be with you guys. I didn't know we were doing this till like 30 minutes ago. I said, oh, the boys from 105.3. Huh? Yeah. yeah. So how do you recap our uh, relationship? Relationship. <laughs> how, would you, how, would you, <laughs> how would you summarize it? This is the first time we've ever met in person? I believe so. I would hope you remember I, that unless you I, think we're insignificant. I didn't know you were that tall. Everyone I would have known. That. Everyone I would have known. That. Um, a working relationship. Oh, I have a recap. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Me and you were boys. That's the way I viewed it. I could tell people. I can DM Dan, or- Dan Orlovsky. I even got the phone. You on didn't my- respond to my last DM. I didn't. I didn't. I'm as, a, I'm- as he would call, he left you on read. That's what he <laughs> says. <laughs> I'm going to get to that. You, you and I were tight. I'm like, this is a very nice, genuine dude in the media. You respond to everybody. Uh, you go back and forth. I like you on TV. I think you're fantastic on TV. Thank you. I have a coworker. Who feels a little bit different? He tried to poison my mind. Mm-hmm. He tried to infiltrate and say, "No, you are being fooled. You're being taken." And then you put out the quarterback list, where Dak Prescott was, I think, twelve out of fourteen. Yeah. 
So then I said, you got to come on. We got to schedule you. I'm trying to work around, you know, the kids, trying to work around the dentist. Uh, and, and, then, and then Dak blew up against Tampa. And I think we were looking for some accountability. And then we went sour. That's my summary of it. <laughs> Would you disagree with any of that? What, what, what accountability did you want for after the Tampa game? Did I, wanted I not you to say he played really well? I wanted you to say, like, well, like, first I thought that your, your, your build-up to it was trashing Dak. Why, why do you guys think I trash Dak? I, don't, I have nothing but— You said he played his worst, he's played his worst season. Did he? Could, is that an outrageous statement? I, I think 2017 may have been his worst season. Was that before I don't the think... Amari trade? Yes. Okay, so there was that stretch of like six or eight games that weren't great. Yes. I don't think but it's an outrageous. I don't think it's an outrageous statement. I said I, we played your clip of saying there's Dallas not going to blow out Tampa. So then we brought back brought that back. I didn't up. say that. You did. You did say that. And then and then you and then when you said like liar on there, like don't lie, all that stuff back and forth. That's when it, it, it crossed the line. It got a little personal. That's where I'm coming from. Okay. So, uh, but I'm here. To ma- I'm here to make amends if you want to make amends. But how would you like to make amends? Say you were wrong. About what? <laughs> <laughs> where Where do you think? What? What? I'm a fan of Dak Prescott as a human being. Okay. Where I do you think, think he's I, a good player? Where do you think I was unfair? I don't. I never said you were unfair. Okay. Why do we have beef on on social media? <laughs> We why were we going? Why were, why were we going I, back and forth? You DM me seriously? Question mark. And that was it. But why? Why did you DM me that? Oh, someone had someone had hit me up and said that you were like dragging my name or something. So I just wrote seriously, and you didn't respond back. Yeah. Okay. He left you on read. Yeah. Left left me on read. That's all. What What do you think? What What, what general tone do you get from Cowboy fans? Um, in person or on social media? Correct. Social media. negative and hate. Why do you think that is? Because I probably tell an alternative opinion on their team and quarterback than they have. Do you think Dak is top 10 in the league? He probably flirts with, like, top Top 10, 10, top 12. You know, like, I think that I've always said this. There's a group of guys that are, like, five or six of them that are pretty independent on what's around them. Like, no matter if there's good coaching or good players, like, they're going to play at a pretty high level consistently. Yeah. And then there's a group of eight or so guys that, you know, flirt with playing really good football, good football, okay football, and they are dependent on, like, hey, do, is the coach the right guy? Are they healthy up front? Do they have the players on the outside? Or they run all that? And I think I put them in that world of eight or so. I, I don't like your body language right now. <laughs> you're, you're way too casual. Uh, he's thought, very chill. Like, you, you got like a, a, a that I smirk. Was, I thought you were. You thought <laughs> I was gonna come angry? Yeah, thought you were coming in for battle. No. Okay. I don't have. Listen, I'm in a we we're we're in a world where you say things. People, I was telling, I was saying this about it today. I think there's a there, when you make an opinion, your opinion is always wrong when you're in my world our world it is as long as you sit there and give the reasoning why you have your opinion then you're okay with it but it should be 100 percent wrong an opinion that isn't disagreed with in our business is a bad opinion it's boring do you say is what do you say to those who say that espn has you guys 
giving yeah. scripted so, thoughts. All right, that's a great question. I've been at ESPN for five years. ESPN has never once told me, say this or don't say this. Now, I've had moments when I said, like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about phrasing it this way, especially with, like, some serious topics, and people have been like, maybe there's a different way that you can say that, but not football-oriented. But that's not an opinion. Like, no, those aren't no one has yet. ever said, like, do we talk about the Cowboys a lot? For sure. But there's a reason why we talk about the Cowboys a lot. Yeah. They have the biggest fan base in the world, but I've never had anybody at ESPN say, say it this way or don't say it that way. The Dak 12 out of 14 felt like like a trolley opinion. It was it, – no, and, and <laughs> I, now I remember our back and forth. We were, I was arguing with you. You can't have Daniel Jones higher. Daniel you, played better this year. Okay, okay but did Dak – Do I think he's better also, based on what? But based you on, also had Tom Brady higher. And I dis- and I told you you can't have you, you 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 have to keep the same standard. Did Brady play better than Dak this year? Um, uh, he yeah. didn't. He did not. He did. Tom Brady played based better on than- based on numbers or like film studies. Film study. So I he- said this about Dak multiple times. The the weird interceptions that he threw this year yeah. were so uncharacteristic of him. They were also uncharacteristic of a lot of quarterbacks. Like you, basic, basic, basic stuff. That he had never done before. But Tom didn't do that. How, how can you take one year of Daniel Jones and say that you would prefer to have him as your playoff quarterback? That's not what the ranking was. What was it? Your who, quarterback's heading in. Who was playing better football? So it, 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 wasn't, was a, it, better it football? wasn't a list of what playoff quarterback you would want to play your playoff no. game. No. Oh, yeah, no. It seems like semantics, no, Dan. reading into it. Reading into it? when I take it? It's the who, who was playing the best football at that moment. Okay. Okay. And the only reason uh. I put Brock Purdy at 14 was because I had to I, I couldn't like be completely um irrational because we had only seen him play regular season games and it was like 6 or 7 at that point. Geno played better than Dak Prescott this year. Do I think that Geno Smith Smith is like this significantly better player? No, I don't. Do I think Daniel is a sig- No, but they played better football this year. Bobby? Yep. Floor is yours. I, I don't know. I, I, I think that it's. <laughs> I, I mean, it's that just right there sounds wildly inconsistent to me. To say, well, I can't put Brock up there because if you want to talk about like who was playing better, there was nobody really playing better in that playoff stretch over the last six weeks than Brock Purdy. Yes, so if you want to, who the Joe thirteen Brew. you put ahead of him? Like I mean, yeah. no, 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 no. Because that's the thing is that when you look at where Dak was by any like objective measure that we have to measure their play. When you talk about Daniel Jones played better, no. Like, like especially Dak, like when you look at EPA, completion percentage over expectation, you look at all that stuff. But you're looking at, are you, are you using your side of the conversation strictly off numbers and measurement? No. I'm just saying that what we have that we can tangibly evaluate that on, other than just my eyes tell me or I did this or that, right. the, the tangible things we can look at, he played better. Well, they, they, you're looking at me- measurement, right? You're looking at numbers. I'm watching every single snap from every single game, from every single week. That's that's probably, like, the fundamental difference is, mm-hmm. like, where you guys or you, at least in your words, it sounds like you're saying, like, you're looking at how things are being weighed or measured of performance, and I'm just saying I'm watching every single snap. Okay, and, and that's I- when I sit there and say, like, well, Dak Prescott threw – he threw – he threw an interception on double slants versus cover three. 
he should never throw an interception on double slants versus cover three. He's never done that. I like you. <laughs> Thanks. These guys. I, I know I'm going to be disliked. I'm okay with that. I didn't, I, I didn't say I disliked. I, I, I genuinely, my, my, my gut tells me you're a good dude. You're a generally good dude. I do not dislike Dak Prescott. I, I would be a bad human being if I disliked him. As a quarterback. I don't dislike him as a quarterback. Yeah, I don't care what you think about him as a person. I'm talking about you as a person. <laughs> I think you're a generally good person. That's what my gut tells try me. Try to be. Okay. But you, but this again, this this, this body language. You're, like, you're giving me this sly, <laughs> sly smile of like you know, you're thinking something in the back of your mind. Like, it's, it's, you look, you, I can't win with you, man. Yeah, yeah. Dan Orlovsky. Oh, baby. Thank you for showing up, sitting down. We appreciate it. My pleasure. There he is, Dan Orlovsky. The KMC masterpiece is next on 105.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 